Hey, welcome to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. Uh, Patrick, can you just let people know what, what we just watched, what <laughs> video we just watched? Today, that the day that we are recording this, we are recording it on Monday, November 16th. Today is the 50-year anniversary of when Oregon blew up a dead whale with dynamite on live TV. <laughs> they blew up a whale on live TV with dynamite. With just is it could it really couldn't have gone as wor- as terribly as it did go right 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 I mean the only the only saving grace is no one was hurt I guess that would have made it worse however yeah. they destroyed a, at least one car yeah and and I perhaps the most concerning thing of this whole. Uh, situation. This article that I'm reading is I just scroll to the bottom of it, and it's a, it's up. There's a poll at the bottom. Jamie, we're gonna vote here. Okay. It says you must choose one unpleasant novelty rain. <laughs> Would you choose blubber or blood? Oh, oh, blubber or blood? <laughs> Those are the options. I guess blubber. I don't know. Well, you are among the majority. Fifty-five percent of people say blubber. So, so there we go. All right, let's let's uh, be done talking about that. And uh, and by the way, just if you're out there and you're listening to this and you are thinking of getting rid of of some kind of decay or carcass using explosive devices, uh, you rethink rethink your situation. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're trying to dispose of that giant whale that you've got, just smell or even it, smelling up the backyard. Small. Maybe you have, you know, maybe there's like a, a dead uh, spider in your bathtub and you want to blow it up with firecrackers. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, you might smash a car. So uh, in the wild, wild world of my house, Patrick, I know we're getting a little off topic. I um, my, my wife came home with a Venus flytrap. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, the Venus flytrap sits on our counter with a glass over it. And Oliver has been going around the house and picking up flies with his bare hands. I don't know how he catches them, because they're still alive when he gets them. Whoa. He's got some like weird skill where he can catch flies that are alive. I don't know what, what it is. Mm-hmm. And then he'll feed them to the Venus flytrap. Whoa. And so we caught he caught a monster fly. I mean, the thing was like the size of a marble. It was like a big old <laughs> sucker. What in the world? <laughs> and yeah, and he got it. And he's like, oh, it's still alive, Dad. I'm like, oh, gross. And he puts it in there, and the 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 Venus flytrap gets it. So like it's got its claws like around this thing. I'm like, well, that thing's done. About, uh, well, no, it was the, the next day, the fly had escaped the Venus flytrap. Whoa. And so Oliver said, let's just let it go. It won. It oh. won the fight. <laughs> so that's, that's, the, uh, that's what's happening in the uh, animal kingdom in my house. Nice. Plants are eating flies. Flies are escaping. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> I love what's going on. Let's dive into scripture because that's what we we're actually here for. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're going to check out the minor prophet of Obadiah. Oh, man. We are going deep. <laughs> Obadiah's vision. It's a one and done. If like At the end of this devotional, you will be able to say, hey, I listened on audio to an entire book today. That's right. Obadiah, you can listen to an entire book. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Do you want me to read it? I was thinking we split it up. You can take the first 10 and I'll take the the last 11. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a good plan there. 
Here we go. The book of Obadiah. The vision of Obadiah. This is what the sovereign Lord says about Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations to say, Rise, let us go up against her for battle. See, I'll make you small among the nations. You will be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who live in the clefts of the rocks and make your home on the heights, you who say to yourself, Who can bring me down to the ground? Though you soar like an eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. If thieves come to you, if robbers in the night, oh, what a disaster awaits you. Would they not steal only as much as they wanted? If grape pickers came to you, would they not leave a few grapes? But how Esau will be ransacked, his hidden treasures pillaged. All your allies will force you to the border. Your friends will deceive and overpower you. Those who eat your bread will set a trap for you, but you will not detect it. In that day, declares the Lord, will I not destroy the wise men of Edom, those who understanding in the mountains of Esau? Your warriors, Taman, will be terrified, and everyone in Esau's mountain will be cut down in the slaughter. Because of the violence against your brother Jacob, you will be covered with shame. You will be destroyed forever. On the day you stood aloof, while strangers carried off his wealth and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. You should not glow over your brother in the day of his misfortune, nor rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their destruction, destruction, nor boast so much in the day of their trouble. You should not march through the gates of my people on the day of their disaster, nor glow over them in their clamat. Oh man, this word again, clamant calamity, <laughs> nor, nor glow over them in their calamity in the day of their disaster, nor seize their wealth in the day of their disaster. You should not wait at the crossroads to cut down their fugitives, nor hand over their survivors in the day of their trouble. The day of the Lord is near for all nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own head. Just as you drank on my holy hill, so all nations will drink continually. They will drink and drink and be as if they had never been. But on Mount Zion, oh, but on Mount Zion will be deliverance. It will be holy and Jacob will possess his inheritance. Jacob will be a fire and Joseph will be a flame. Esau will be stubble and they will set him on fire and destroy him. There will be no survivors from Esau. The Lord has spoken. People from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau and people from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. They will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria and Benjamin will possess Gilead. This company of Israelites, Israelite, ex, <clears throat> Israelite exiles who are in Canaan will possess the land as far as Zarephath, Zarephath, the exiles from Jerusalem who were who are in Shep, Shephard will possess the towns of Negev. Deliveries will go on up the, to Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom will be the Lord's. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Hey, Pat, you got all the good names to have to say. I got the easy part at the beginning. Yeah, some of these names were, well, I got the one word that I can never say anyway, calamity. And then... (laughs) It's something about the A, L, and M's all coming together. Yeah, and then I got all the all the uh, the names as well. Some of them I I know, but Sepharad, uh verse twenty. I kind of said shepherd, but it's Sepharad. Sepharad. Verse twenty. It's uh, yeah. We could look. We could listen to it. If we really wanted to. Separad. Separad. Separ. Sepa. Separad. 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 That's right. rad. It doesn't. Separad. 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 <laughs> That's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so this is like a vision. Obadiah's vision. Uh, and. It's just a single chapter, and I kind of had a tough time following exactly what was going on here. Yeah. You know, here's what here's what happens. Here's where I get lost in the weeds. Let me just uh, make a little bit of a, of a um, confession here. When studying scripture, especially when you study prophetic books uh, and you're looking at a lot of Israel's history, there's multiple exiles of the people of Israel. And there's even a division in the people of Israel where you have a Northern kingdom, you have a Southern kingdom, you have Samaria, uh, and there's different, like the history of it, it kind of all kind of goes all over the place. And so a lot of these prophetic books may be speaking in different eras. And when they're speaking in different eras, it can be really hard to like figure out, wait, who exactly are they talking about? A lot of the language is figurative, right? Uh Um, So you're like, wait, what place is this? Who is this person? What is this country or nation that they're talking about? Um, How do we figure out exactly what it means and exactly where it's at? So... Uh, in a lot of the prophetic books, even the you know the major prophets, we we tend to think we have a better idea of exactly when they're they're speaking um, because there's some connection to place names and peoples and and so we have a better idea of it. But at some points they'll they'll speak and they'll say things that we don't really. I can't specifically say we know exactly what what it is that they're saying. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to a book like Obadiah that is one chapter long, uh, that is speaking of what looks like exile, people getting kicked out and being able to live and being ransacked by a, a foreign invader. It kind of really fits in with a lot of that, that prophecy. Um, mm. So kind of like a general, a general overview of the prophets or a general overview of, of some of this era is we have um, the people of Israel getting their, their promised land and in, in with Joseph, not with Joseph, with Joshua fighting the battle of Jericho, Joshua comes in, right? He takes crosses the Jordan. He's taken this promised land. He has it. They have the promised land. Hooray. It's great. And then in Israel's history, what ends up happening is they're not really unified. They do get unified under 
under King David and Solomon, and then things start to fall apart. And then they have this time where they get uh, exiled. They get conquered, taken off into different lands, Babylonian exile. Um, and then uh, at Persian, Cyrus of Persia, I think is another one where you have these foreign invaders. So they're getting kind of beat up from all sides. So a lot of the prophetic books are during this time of like, they're about to get beaten up. Um, some of the prophetic books are written when they are in exile and they're getting told like, Hey, don't worry. Like God still has something for us and kind of along the way. So anyway, I know this is, gets a little crazy when you look at the history of Israel, but maybe something that's helpful if you're out there is you can just Google like history of Israel uh, or history of uh, Israel and the Bible. And, and there's some good little like diagrams and stuff that can kind of show you where people are at. But for this one today, the book of Obadiah, at least according to uh, to a couple sources, it, it kind of seems like this is probably happening. Um, I have to look it up real quick. Maybe like 500 and something BC is kind of uh, the idea, yeah. right? But we don't like know for sure. Yeah, it's okay. Around it says around 586 BC. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking like 600 years before Jesus shows up, and when Jesus shows up, it had been like 400 years of not a whole lot of like prophetic stuff. People hadn't there kind of been a lull in yeah. uh, in God doing some amazing things. At least our our history of God doing amazing things. I think God was probably doing amazing things the whole time. We just weren't getting the, uh, we weren't getting the play by play, uh, from scripture. So, so that's, what's happening here. It's happening, um, uh, at this time. And what does he say? Let's go to the, let's go to the words that are written down. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of talking about, this is what the sovereign Lord says about, Adam, Edom, Edom or Adam, Edom, Edom. I think it's the way I've heard people say Edom. So it looks like they're going to go in to some sort of a battle. And now it's, I want to just point out one other thing. Uh, this whole entire first chunk verses one through nine, uh, is paralleled, uh, talked about in Jeremiah chapter 49. Uh, and hmm. it's like almost exactly the same. Whoa, so like Jeremiah, crazy. uh, kind of quoted Obadiah, Obadiah's, uh, vision a little bit here. Uh, so I guess we can go verse by verse. <laughs> we just don't have yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Well, we can pick up on some things in this that maybe are good, right? Yeah. So the way I like to see this. <clears throat> is if you ever see if you ever met someone who's like kind of proud like they have pride oh yeah <clears throat> and maybe not in a good way yeah maybe it's like they have a chip on their shoulder they're like yeah I'm a big deal yeah <laughs> uh, and and you know I don't know that could be in a lot of places that could be on the sports field maybe there's a player who's just super good and like they know it and they kind of hold that up they're like oh, I don't need to practice I'm good and they are good and so you're like shoot man this is kind of rough or maybe there are people who have pride um, when they take a test, right? So it could be someone who's like, I don't need to study. I got this. Like, I'm, I'm good. Don't, 
don't mess with me. Like I'm, you know, I'm the one who's going to ace this test and everyone else is dumb. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's someone who, uh, you know, just has this kind of confidence that seems to come from nowhere. Well, in some ways, this is what, you know, Edom, who's being pointed out here, this is what Edom was being. Um, this is what really the people of Israel, at least the specific people mentioned here, they're being like arrogant. They're like, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't need to worry because I have like fortresses. I live up, you know, high up on this mountain. Uh, you know, I'm good. No one's ever going to bring me down. Yeah. Which is probably never a good way to be. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's never a good way to be. And the way I, I think about it is you never know what could happen instantly. Right. And it's kind right. of like, think about it as if you're driving a car, you're driving a car, you're a good driver. And it doesn't take like more than a split second for you to get a little distraction, sneeze, whatever it might be. And then boom, everything's different. You know what I mean? Yep. That's right. And I love the way that in verse four that God puts it, right? Though you soar like an eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like the higher up you are, the the more amazing you think you are, th that's going to be a pretty, pretty tough fall. <laughs> yeah. Right? Would you rather fall off a six foot ladder or a curb? A curb, for yeah. sure, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so God, God, I, I like that. Though you soar like an eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, <laughs> declares the Lord. Right. Yeah. Um, and so even verse get, five. Oh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, like, we, we get this idea of, you know, you know, there's one, there's one uh, thing you may have heard, pride comes before the fall, right? Yeah. You ever heard anyone say that before? I something um, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's an interesting idea, uh, but this is pretty much saying it straight up. And that's actually I just looked it up. That's a, in the book of Proverbs. Um Proverbs 16:8. Oh. Um it it does tell us that that yeah, you know, when you're when you're proud and you start to have this like sense of pride, then that's where you're going to drop. Now, the opposite of that, though, um, Pat, that I think is kind of interesting is you look at a character like King David. And King David was a guy who they would sing songs about how powerful he was. Uh, they loved him as a leader. He was a beloved leader. I mean, even to this day, it seems like the people of Israel uh, look back to David as kind of the prototype of a king. This is like the best person you could have as a king. But even, um, you know, even he had a fall. Even he made mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but in his victories, what he would always do is he would point to God as being the one who supplied the victory, not himself. Yeah. Right. And whenever he tried to do something in and of his own strength, that's when things got upsetting. That's when things didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at verses 12 through uh, 14, there's kind of a theme, a repetition that pops up and it's always, it says something will happen or what you should or not, should not do. You should not glow over your brother. And then it says in the day of misfortune and in the day of destruction in the day yeah. of trouble, it's like it so many contrasting things. You should not march through the gates of my people in the day of their disaster. Uh, yeah. It's the, in the day sentence sentences 
disaster comes up a few times. Uh, trouble comes up a couple times. It's kind of saying, you know, don't, don't take advantage of other people uh, when they are having the worst day of their lives. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty, yeah, it's like, don't be a vulture. Don't go around and, and, you know, eat at people's misfortune. Yeah. And then it shifts gears to this cool idea, right? The verse 15, the day of the Lord is near for all nations, not just for you, but for all nations. Um, and, and it goes on and it says, and this is kind of the part of like verse 17, but on Mount Zion, which is Jerusalem will be deliverance. It will be holy and Jacob will possess his inheritance. Um, deliverance will be found on Mount Zion. Now, Mount Zion, that's where uh, Jesus was killed, right? Mm. Um, and and we end with we end with uh, you know kind of another idea of destruction and and um, things not going well. Yeah, but um, but as we as we look at this, even the last line of this this in the kingdom will be the Lord's, right? God is going to be the one who's in charge. God is the one who has the power. Um, don't abuse your power. Don't think that because you're proud or powerful, you're any better uh, or you have done something great. God is the one who's in charge and yeah. his deliverance is going to be the way he wants to do it. And at his time, these people at this time didn't know about Jesus. It would be 600 years before Jesus was born. Right. Um, but it was coming. And God used this prophet, Obadiah, to speak to the people in that time, to speak to the people who, in Jesus' time, to look back and say, oh, man, maybe this is what, what God was talking about, and to speak to us today, which is so cool, right? Yeah, still speaking, like generations and generations of speaking. That's why they say the Bible is the, the living book. There it is. Yeah. I think we're out of time, Pat. I think we're totally out of time. Thanks for tuning in to today's devotional and reading through an entire book of the Bible with us. Good luck with pronouncing all those names. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye.